We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. KJ Podcast, what up my people? Thanks for tuning in. Week three of the NFL season is a couple days away. San Francisco 49ers analysis is what you get on this pod. We're going to be touching Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be an effing hard game to win. There's no other way to put it. Everything's going to have to go right. There are some ways the 49ers can win this thing. We're going to have to get some bounces. But there's a couple strategies on offense from Kyle Shanahan, on defense from Robert Sala. You got to see some coaching tweaks, I think, in order to beat the Chiefs. We'll preview everything. My buddy Steven Spector is going to join us. Executive producer, 610 radio out in Kansas City. Big Chief Station. Covered sports with him in D.C. He'll come on, give us the Chief's perspective of everything. Really, really pumped to announce we've signed an advertising agreement. Crossover Media Group will rep Blue Wire. We're going to be having a sponsor in the next couple weeks. So you'll hear that on the show. It'll be blah, blah, blah.com slash blue wire. And we're going to do business. We're really going to try and make this and monetize these podcasts. Ted Wynn, Coffeehouse Stunt, Ray Woodson, Triples Alley Report. Check those two out. We're going to be launching new ones later in September, expanding to new markets. Bluewirepods.com, local sports podcasting. Appreciate you guys. Really do. It's going to take a grassroots effort, so continue to share those. Week three, San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Arrowhead, one of the toughest places to play in the league. Andy Reid, one of the best September coaches in the league. It's their first home game. The atmosphere is going to be out of control. 49ers are hoping maybe it's too much juice. Maybe it's too much overhype. Maybe the Chiefs think they're going to steamroll the Niners that they trip a little bit over themselves. 
I think that's one scenario that can happen. Love what Kyle Shanahan said on Wednesday at his press conference. We're not overreacting to anything. That's the mood 49ers fans are going to have to have these next couple games. A one and two start is looking likely. Literally everything is clicking for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's seeing the whole field. He's making the right reads. He learned from Alex Smith. He's literally the opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo. The Chiefs did not throw him in the fire at all. He stood warm by the fire and absorbed the fire from Alex Smith. Had that one little start in Week 17. Things are clicking. Andy Reid saw this happening. He knew this was actually going to be an upgrade from Kansas City. The Chiefs aren't Super Bowl contenders overnight, but I think it's looking very likely 10-6. and 11-5 is in the cards for this team. This is like an Andrew Luck type of start, it looks like, from Mahomes. A Carson Wentz. He's the real deal right away. And then he's just flanked with everyone. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley. Even with Reuben Foster back. Even with Richard Sherman shutting down one side of the field. Even with DeForest Buckner getting another one and a half sacks and applying pressure. It's not going to be enough. Literally, everyone is going to have to step up. Akilla Witherspoon, that's going to have to be plugged, that whole side of the field. Is it worth it to have Colbert shade there nearly the entire game? Obviously, that's an unorthodox move. This is a cover three defense. This is a defense that relies on its scheme more than anything else. But I think some type of tweak here to play with Andy Reid, to play with Mahomes. This is basically a rookie quarterback. Even though he's lighting the league on fire, there's got to be some tricks here. Instead of just lining up your typical scheme, rotating defensive linemen, I don't think is going to be enough from Robert Sala. They're going to have to get creative and know that Kansas City is going to score four touchdowns this week. It's really, can you limit them to four? Jimmy Garoppolo in the offense, I think, is going to need 31 points to realistically win this game. I think the 49ers can play okay on defense and perhaps limit them to four touchdowns. They're feeling themselves, though, right now. They're getting separation. All of the weapons are in sync. It's pretty damn easy to gush about the Chiefs right now. They're on fire. But that's just on offense. This defense is not your classic, typical, smash-mouth Chiefs defense. They might have the worst cornerback group in the league. Orlando Skandrick has bounced around a ton of places now, is an outside corner for them. Steven Nelson, I don't. I did not know who he was. He's a starter in the league. They're both getting picked on. They're going up against two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, maybe not Phillip Rivers, but Ben Roethlisberger. Both of those teams have weapons. The 49ers possess a little less in the cabinet, but should be able to pick on a defense that's 31st in yards per play at 69 Dead last, 33 first downs a game. There's our being average on them. 19 penalties. It's Bob Sutton's scheme. It derives from Rex Ryan. That scheme has completely fallen apart in the NFL. Offenses know how to attack it. You know, last week I was off. I thought Kyle was going to be able to scheme up the Lions, really get people in position to get open. Wasn't the case. This offense misses Marquise Goodwin. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. He's suiting up this week by all of his comments. 
He's showing off his Olympic tattoo in the locker room. The 2012 London Games where he was a sprinter. They need him. They need him to ignite this offense just like it's December. Just like it's the Bears, the Jaguars, the Titans last year. I get it. Last year is last year. But what was happening last year when the 49ers were winning? Marquise Goodwin was torching defenses. He looked like the number one receiver. He was the number one receiver all during training camp. Definitely not just on him. Garcon has really got to show up this week. This is a favorable matchup. Chiefs don't really have the firepower. They still have Justin Houston. He's not the same. They still have D Ford. He's not the same. Anthony Hitchens is now one of their stars, hoping to be. Eric Berry is obviously on the back end. He'll fly around and make a play or two. You're not totally scared of him without cornerbacks, though. Just one safety is not enough to scare Kyle Shanahan. It shouldn't be. If there's one unit that has to show up and give an A-plus game to beat the Chiefs, it's the receiving core. I'm putting the pressure on them because if the 49ers offense struggles against the Chiefs, Jimmy G looks so-so, no one's getting open. There could be larger issues than we realized. Kyle is a very damn good play caller. But his genius efforts in Atlanta were aided by Julio Jones. Some of his best numbers he's ever put up as a coach were with Andre Johnson in Houston. It will be time for the 49ers to consider really bringing in that true number one type of receiver. And I've been anti that for so long. Listen, I'm not dumb though. I'm not stubborn. I'm not going to stick on a point. The 49ers offense struggles against the Chiefs' defense, they're not going to be able to acquire Josh Gordon. That's not the right answer either. Like You guys are asinine talking yourself into tape from 2013 where he dominated the league. Instagram wasn't even popular at the time that he was dominating. I'd be... I think they'll still be fine. I really think Goodwin is going to kick it into high gear at a certain point. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be in the middle of the league or bottom of the league in every statistical category. It's on him. He's got to lift some things up too. He's 24th in passing yards, tied for 16th in touchdowns, has the third most interceptions in the league with four, 30th in completion percentage, 55.9, passer rating 77.4. Those are all going up at some point, and the Chiefs game should be used to show that this offense at Jimmy G is fine. It's tough on the road. It's going to be loud. You don't have the weapons Patrick Mahomes does. You're in a little bit of a funk. Your back's against the wall. You're expected to lose. Can the offense still come out and look good and not shoot themselves in the foot, get first downs, move the chains? I'll tell you what, the time of possession thing was huge when Jimmy Garoppolo got here in December. They methodically moved the ball, a lot more short passes, Remember, the running game wasn't even being established then. They weren't even using Carlos Hyde. They were literally letting Jimmy G operate a lot out of shotgun. 60% of the plays so far this season have been under center, second most in the league. Only the Rams have a higher rate, and they obviously use Gurley to mask everything they're doing. Different scenario here, although Brita is leading the league in rushing. 49ers on first downs are averaging 6.4 yards per carry. It's obviously aided by some of his big runs. It's 4.4 yards without those big runs. They have been getting into second and manageable quite a bit. 
there's been some trends on offense that aren't the end of the world, that things are picking up. It's really on Goodwin. It's really on a lot of these other receivers to make plays. And Jimmy G did not hesitate. I would do more shotgun. I've been calling for this. I've been calling for more shotgun on offense. And I've been calling for Adrian Colbert to really help out Akilla Witherspoon. The Chiefs are dangerous, but Swiss cheese, I think they do cover. They're six and a half point favorites. I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. And you're just going to have to trust Kyle Shanahan if you're a fan of this football team. He's going to get to the podium and say what he said this week. Don't overreact. It's early in the season. We're doing enough things right that are encouraging. There's going to be some angst. There's going to be lashing out. My boy Al Sacco has been really pointing out this team doesn't have receivers. This team doesn't have pass rushers, I've been pointing out. There's flaws. The schedule's really hard in September. It would be shocking if the 49ers won this game. And it would really flip the momentum. I think people are really putting a Sharpie loss just because of the, it's the Chiefs too. It's not just the 49ers are playing poorly right now. It is the Chiefs. Let's get to Stevens back there. Let's talk a little bit more about Kansas City's amazing start to the year. And then we'll wrap a couple things up after that. KJ Podcast, we're bringing in one of my buddies from D.C., Steve Inspector. He's now the producer of The Drive, Kansas City 610, their big sports radio station. We were babies covering Bryce Harper together. Now he knows the Chiefs really well. I thought we'd get some of his insights. Steven, what's up, my man? Not much, Kevin. And don't forget John Wall, the early days, too. We got to cover a lot of the uh, all-star rookies in D.C., but uh, none of the championships, unfortunately. And we saw Andre Blotch and Nick Young. We saw some crazy uh, locker rooms at, in our early yeah, don't, 20s. I thought you I thought you weren't allowed to curse on these uh, on these podcasts by saying Andre Blatch. <laughs> good times, my man. Uh, good times in Kansas City right now as well. There's not a hotter offense in the league. Patrick Mahomes, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's the big story right now. What's the buzz? What's he doing well on film? How are the fans reacting? Um, and obviously the Chiefs are big favorites this week over the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, the buzz is over the top, as I'm sure you can imagine. Ten touchdowns, as you said. No interceptions through two games. And it's not really that, honestly, because if you remember last year, Alex Smith went into Foxborough week one and beat the Patriots. And then in week two, came back to Kansas City and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, those two teams were in the Super Bowl. So it's not really about the numbers with Patrick Mahomes. It's about the fact that it's been since 1984, the last time the Chiefs drafted a quarterback in the first round. Think about that. 1984. Now I'm 32. I wasn't even born when they took Todd Blackledge in the first round. So for the first time in basically 34 years, Chiefs fans, and myself included, have our guy not a retread, not an Alex Smith, not an Elvis Gerbach, not a Trent Green. It's our guy. And the fact that he sat last year, the hype kind of built. They flamed out in the playoffs against Tennessee when they didn't score any points in the second half and got upset. And now he's just kicked it off with a bang. And, you know, Chiefs fans are kind of used to good starts and 2 no starts because that's what Andy Reid is known for. But it really is about the, the, the fact that this is our guy, and Patrick Mahomes kind of, kind of feels like the guy that doesn't have a ceiling, 
as opposed to all the other quarterback names that I've mentioned in the past where it felt like they were good enough to make the playoffs, but they were really never good enough to be a Super Bowl or even an AFC championship team going back to Joe Montana in 1994. Yeah, and it feels like, hey, it's, as you said, it's early Andy Reid, but Pat Mahomes is on fire. He's not thinking out there. I think the problem with Jimmy Garoppolo to start the season has been he's overthinking. When against Minnesota's D week one and still move the football, you got to commend him for that. But last week against the Lions, he should have thrown a pick six that would have lost the game. The refs bailed him out there at the end. Hasn't been as smooth sailing with Jimmy Garoppolo, but obviously the Chiefs defense, they're ranked in the bottom of the league in nearly every category. They've gone up against Big Ben, Phillip Rivers. Jimmy G is looking to have that bounce back game. Do you anticipate a shootout at Arrowhead? Yeah, I mean, I think this game is going to be totaled over, you know, 50 points um, for sure because the Chiefs' defense can't stop a nosebleed. And I actually think it's unfair to kind of compare Garoppolo and, and Mahomes just because, you know, you guys have been building that program out there for, you know, two years now, starting with the Kyle Shanahan hire. And I'm looking at who Garoppolo has with them. And, you know, Matt Breida may, may be a good running back in this league. Uh I think you guys obviously had high hopes for Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon and George Kittle. Obviously very nice players in the NFL. But Patrick Mahomes had the leading rusher in 2017 in Kareem Hunt, arguably the most explosive player in the last 10 years in Tyreek Hill, uh, the best tight end for my money in the NFL in Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to fight you if you say Gronk. And then Sammy Watkins is your fourth option. I mean, that is crazy to think about so they've kind of built this for a number of years leading up to Patrick Mahomes whereas you guys are probably a little bit different in the process now I you know better than I but I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a star in this league it's just about putting some of the other pieces behind him but I will say that it's certainly you know watching Garoppolo uh, on Sunday against the Vikings and then a little bit of that that Lions matchup um, it's certainly not as smooth but I think that he's going to be able to come into Kansas City and put up I would say anywhere between 24 and 31 points. It's just a question of whether that will be enough against this Chiefs offense. Probably not. This defense on paper, the 49ers, they have some holes. They're getting Reuben Foster back this week. I think Fred Warner will be the one actually matched up against Travis Kelsey. Richard Sherman's been excellent to start the year. Obviously, he plays his one side of the field, though. And literally, the Lions last week attacked the left side of Killer Witherspoon, Jimmy Ward, I'm anticipating the Chiefs to do the same thing, to move a bunch of people all across the line. The 49ers are kind of married to their scheme. It's a Seattle scheme. It's put Richard Sherman on this island, but now other teams, you're so weak on the other side. This scheme is meant to have two very legit corners. They're not, they're not there yet with Akilah Weatherspoon. Jimmy Ward's kind of washed up. It seems like the game plan is, is pretty simple. Throw all over that side, and it's been working for Kirk Cousins. It's been working for Matt Stafford. I don't see why it's not going to work for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and that's what kind of makes this offense so dangerous is, okay, you want to shut down one side of the field, and Richard Sherman has obviously done that for a number of years. You know, maybe Sammy Watkins on Sunday has four catches for 32 yards, and you're like, okay, well, he's the fourth option. And then you go to the other side of the field, all right, maybe Tyreek Hill has that big day. Maybe it's Tyreek or, uh, excuse me, Travis Kelsey, but they also have to stop this running game. And Kareem Hunt really has not gotten off to the start that a lot of, I'm sure, fantasy owners would have liked. 
Um, but a lot of Chiefs fans as well, it's because they've, they've just thrown the ball so well. But maybe this is the week to watch for with Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me how the 49ers run defense is, but, you know, if they want to take away the passing part of this game, this Chiefs offensive line has been very good in pass pro, and Kareem Hunt has gotten off to that slow start, so maybe this is finally the week that number 27 kind of has 100 yards on the ground or maybe two touchdowns. Because, again, if they can spread you out, it is also very hard to stop that running game. So it's kind of a pick-your-poison type of week for the 49ers defense. Andy Reid's got things fired up right now. You know the crazy part, Stephen, about Pat Mahomes is our reaction to Derek Carr a couple years ago. He had that MVP type of season. He bounced back last week, but, I mean, he's no longer a top-five quarterback. We can all agree on that. Deshaun Watson last year. Yeah, Deshaun Watson last year looked like an MVP candidate right next to Carson Wentz before blowing his knee out. He's had troubles. Is Pat Mahomes going to come back down to earth? Definitely. But what does that look like? Can he still remain a top quarterback? This is his peak level of play. Like, of course, I mean, he's been on an Aaron Rodgers level. What does it look like when he comes back down and he bounces back? Because as you've said, Andy Reid knows how to scheme teams up to start a year. He starts 5-0, and it seems like, every season, and they kind of middle out. Will Patrick Mahomes be part of that middling out, or can this team actually go 12-4? and yeah, I mean, I again, he's on pace to throw 80 touchdowns, which I all think we know is going to be not happening. But I think, I think it's legitimate that in the next three seasons, we're having the conversation, is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL? I don't think that's unrealistic because I think Brady is obviously towards the end. Big Ben is towards the end. Drew Brees is 39. Rodgers is 34, 35. But you know, starting to get a little more banged up. I don't think that's unrealistic. Um, but in terms of this year, I think this team, I had them at 7-9 and nine before the season because I didn't realize the offense would be this good, but I did know the defense would be this bad. But I think now that I've kind of learned that this team can, you know, outgun two future Hall of Famers and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger week one and two and the schedule gets easier kind of in the back half of the season, I think this is probably a 10-6 and six team now, again, you're not going to see 10 touchdowns every two games, but I do think it's fair to say that you could see Patrick Mahomes throw for 315 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, and, you know, in the NFL where you can't hit anybody, you can't touch anybody on the outside, that's good enough to win nine, 10 games. And looking at how this division is kind of shaping out, the Chargers, or uh, excuse me, the Raiders are a 4 and 12, 5 and 11 team. The Chargers are a 9-7, 10-6 team, and I think the Broncos are probably somewhere in that 8-8 eight eight range. So looking at the AFC and the AFC West, I mean, I think this team is, a, is certainly a playoff contender, and if they get Eric Berry back, which even helps that defense a little bit, uh, this is certainly a 10-6, and 11-5 team. Just a daunting task for the Niners, guys. I mean, this is going to be tough. I, I'm penciling this in as a loss. It's going to take Kyle Shanahan balling out. Marquise Goodwin balling out, Jimmy G limiting mistakes, interceptions, turnovers, first game of the season at Arrowhead, it's it's going to be a, an uphill task. Steven, I wanted to ask you about John Dorsey. He's fired last season. What is the narrative about that? Because he's gone to Cleveland, seemingly turned things around. Like, who was Pat Mahomes' guy? Was it a Dorsey pick? Was it a Reed pick? I got to be honest, I don't read a ton about the Chiefs. The 49ers don't often play them. Um when that happened, it was surprising. It seems like the Chiefs are still in a good place, but um, what's your read on that from Kansas City? Kind of the, 
word around town is there's no question about John Dorsey's ability to draft. I mean, you look at Tyree Kill in the fifth round. Uh, their starting right guard was taken in the sixth round out of Canada. Uh, Travis Kelsey, a third-round pick. Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously becoming the face of the franchise. Now, Mahomes, a lot of people give credit to Brett Beach because he was the scout that told, told John Dorsey about Patrick Mahomes. Brett Beach now obviously the GM of the Chiefs. But what a lot of people didn't like about John Dorsey is, and you know this better than anybody, it's all about handling the cap. And he waited to pay Justin Houston, and that came back to bite them. He waited to pay Eric Berry, that came back to bite them. And continually, um, you know, he gave Jeremy Macklin a five-year, $55 million deal. And then he cut Jeremy Macklin after two years. And apparently, he left it um, over voicemail. And that's how he cut Jeremy Macklin. And that did not sit well with the ownership. So a lot of it has to kind of tie with John Dorsey's, I don't want to call it professional nature, because um, I'm sure if you've watched Hard Knocks, you saw him walking around in that sweatshirt and did the same thing here in Kansas City. But a little bit of it was how he dealt with people, and a lot of it was how, was how he dealt with the cap. Uh, so that's probably why he's not here, but there was never any question really about how good he was as a talent evaluator. Steven Spector, we're wrapping up here on the KJ Podcast. Where do you attack the Chiefs D, Steven? Like, where is the biggest weakness that Kyle Shanahan could scheme up? Throw the ball. Just just throw it 40 times, honestly, because they, they've improved this run defense enough um, with Reggie Raglan and Anthony Hitchens at the inside linebacker spot. The Chiefs are generating no pass rush. Justin Houston is now five years removed from that 22-sack season. D Ford is looking more and more like a first-round bust. Uh, there are two second-round picks the last two years are both outside linebackers who cannot get to the quarterback. They've tried to fill holes. Uh, on the outside with Orlando Skandrick, who is, I'm just going to come out and say it, a bum. Uh, they only have one really strong player in the secondary, and that's Kendall Fuller, who came over in the Alex Smith trade from Washington. So outside of attacking the slot, if you want to throw the ball all over the field, that's the best way to attack the Chiefs defense. Rivers and Roethlisberger have done it very well, obviously, the first two weeks of the season. But I would say stay away from Kendall Fuller and kind of attack the outside corner, Stephen Nelson, Orlando Skandrick. And if you can, get uh, George Kittle matched up one-on-one against a couple of those inside linebackers. And again, I think they're going to score between 24 and 30 points. Just the question is, is that enough against Patrick Mahomes in his first home start with the Chiefs? This game is on Pierre Garçon and Goodwin and Kittle, as you said. It's on them getting separation. They haven't done it so far this season. All right, do the Chiefs cover? Six and a half spread is the latest I've seen. I, I think they do. I think the Chiefs end up winning 38 to 29. What do you got, Steven? Six and a half, that's an, that's an interesting number because my gut is telling me the Chiefs win by at least a touchdown, but Vegas is also begging you to do that. So just by that, I'll, I'll take the 49ers to cover. Uh, maybe this is a game where Patrick Mahomes just isn't as, doesn't come out of the gate as hot home game, too much energy. Uh, I'll go, you know, let's say uh, 30 to 24, and they cover with the hook. My man, Steven Spector, we grew up in the D.C. media together. He's now doing big things in Kansas City. I appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Kevin.
every time I talk to Steven, I start reflecting on my career. I've been so lucky. So has he. He's got to see the Royals World Series in a management position at a big radio station. I've got to cover RG3 in D.C., Johnny in Cleveland. I saw the Browns go 7-9 and nine when I worked for the team. was on the team playing when it was a joyous thing. Learned so much working in Cleveland, how to watch film. So many good assistant coaches were there. Got to cover Kaepernick. Got to cover the 49ers. Got an in with this 49ers fan base. It's been amazing to deliver you analysis. All right, main talking points that you're taking into Sunday. Pat Mahomes is a buzzsaw right now. The Chiefs are talented. They know what they're doing in September. Their defense is garbage. I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo and company can do enough in week three on the road in Arrowhead. I hope so. It better look good because if it doesn't, there are going to be harder questions for Kyle. What is going on? This was not that good of a defense. It's tough to play on the road. I think Kyle will stay on message if they lose. Don't overreact. It's a long season ahead. There's going to have to be some adjustments, though. Obviously, 49ers fans, their main hope every game is Jimmy Garoppolo balls out. That's the number one reason to watch this team, talk about it. The most fun part is when he's playing at his peak performance. I think we get close there this week. I, I think 300 yards is in the books and potentially three touchdowns. A couple interceptions, who knows, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo, this is his best game of the season so far. If not, there's going to be some tough scrutiny going on as to what's happening. Not just from the KJ podcast, from everyone. And Kyle won't have the exact answers either. It's still so early, and he'll say, don't overreact. It's never as bad or never as good as it seems. As coach speak, but it's kind of true. We have so much time in between Sundays to, to percolate and figure out what's going on. I'm scared of the Chiefs. I'm scared of the Rams and Packers and Chiefs, and they're all coming within the next five games. The 49ers, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Ruben Foster's back. I don't think it's going to end up being enough. They shock everyone to go 2-1 and one and beat the Chiefs here. Kind of knock them down a peg. It could be huge. You know I'm big on what one win can do and can turn into two and three. All of a sudden, you have a lot of confidence heading out to L.A. in a shitty home field advantage for the Chargers where you might be playing with the crowd and it feels like a different game in a soccer stadium. Let's take it one game at a time here, but who knows? The Chiefs, it would be shocking if they shit the bed. It's not out of the question Aren't they do a couple mistakes on offense? They're not this flawless. Like Pat Mahomes, like my boy Steven said, he's not going to throw 80 touchdowns this year. KJ Podcast wrapping up. I would say the receivers have to get open. That is the biggest thing. Marquise Goodwin's got to ignite the offense. Dante Pettis, he's got to be a button Kyle can push deep on a 50-yard play. Pierre's got to be getting open just like he was last game. Four for 57. I was hard on him earlier in this podcast. Uh, Pierre's my boy. I still trust him. But the conversation, if Jimmy G struggles, is going to be less about him and more about these weapons if they can't get open. I think the team knows that. There's pressure on them. BlueWirePods.com, Ted Wynn, Coffeehouse Stunt, Ray Woodson, Triples Alley Report. New podcasts being added by the end of the month, expanding to new markets. 
We signed a advertising agreement with Crossover Media Group. We're going to have sponsors, Blue Wire, local sports podcasting, all under one umbrella. Really pumped. You guys are bought in and listening to us. KJ Podcast, we'll talk to you again Sunday night or Monday morning about 49ers Chiefs. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.